and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass with my friend and co-host, Angela Donadio, and we are continuing our discussion about why shame matters, why we need to deal with it. Denise, it is so hard to believe that shame off you has been out for a year now. I know. <laughs> and the testimonies about what God is doing to set people free through the truths and the biblical processing of shame in this book, they are truly amazing. Well, praise God. You know, writing shame off you blessed me in countless ways, too, as God delivered me even more from shame's grip. I find a lot of times when he asks me to write something, whether it's a song or a mm-hmm. book, I get the opportunity to live it out first. Sure, absolutely. (laughs) And areas that you didn't even know existed, suddenly you're confronted with. And it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's humbling, and it's at the same time, I'm just so thankful that God reveals those things. Mm. Continuing the list from last week, shame has us living a lie. Shame is a head game, and we often do it to ourselves. Presumptions and worrying about what others think is a colossal waste of time. Isaiah 50 verse 7 holds a beautiful promise for us. But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. Sometimes we can believe the thoughts and lies pumping through our brains more than truth found in God's Word. We can overcome shame by believing God's Word and applying it to our lives. You know, Angela, I have to set my mind again and again on God's truths and not the lies that shame tries to place on me. You know, I have to do the same thing, Denise, and the Word is what transforms our faulty thought patterns, which over time and circumstances don't really reflect what God truly says about us. And as you were just saying, that's a mindset that we have to change, and we have to fix our mind on what the Word says about us, not what shame tries to say about us. Amen. So the next one on our list was a big issue for me for most of my life. It was part of the culture around me, so I did not question it. I think that is actually how a lot of shame is. We just It's just there. We don't really question or challenge it. Shame leads to idolatry. With people-pleasing, we can become preoccupied with the fear of man. You know, if I need approval from everyone, I have it from no one. Our identity is in our Savior, not in our shame. And seeking approval from man is a losing proposition. The standards just keep shifting. We can never have approval that lasts. And it keeps us from living for God. Galatians 1.10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. The stronghold of shame comes from fear of rejection and our craving man's acceptance. When someone does not accept us, we can just realize that they are not supposed to be a part of our tribe. But seeking to please God and being counted as faithful brings us the greatest joy. That's so true. If we focus on pleasing God, He will give us that favor that we need and look for and long for in healthy ways. Not like you said, just trying to be all things to all people and being a chameleon. And then the next day, the standard is different and we're not meeting it. And that just that's a never-ending hamster wheel that we have to get off. And it's when we get it reversed that we get in trouble and shame gets the upper hand. Yes. And it's I talk about that cycle of shame, you know, in the book where it's this relentless pursuit 
unless we recognize and repent where we need to mm-hmm. and own it or dismiss it. You know, this is not of God. You know, and I like how you said healthy. Mm. You know, it is that choice to be healthy and life-giving instead of focusing on constantly trying to pursue man's grace. Mm. We have God's already. Another common shame problem is unforgiveness. Not just unforgiveness of others, but of ourselves. Shame leads to unforgiveness. If we are racked with unforgiveness, we don't let ourselves bask in the inheritance that is ours. A lot of times we live in this unforgiveness, not forgiving ourselves when Christ already did. But Psalm 32, 5 says, I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. The guilt we feel is covered too. We don't have to live under the shadow of guilt. And going back to that verse in Romans 8, 1 that we shared last episode is, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You see, it's our choice to walk in it. When we walk in the Spirit and abide in Christ, we shed our shame. But when we shrink back and walk according to the flesh, we struggle with shame. You know, Denise, I was thinking as you were talking, I I just counsel and meet with so many women who not only struggle to forgive others, but they really truly struggle to forgive themselves. And interestingly enough, not only is it becoming an unforgiveness issue, but it's what you talked about earlier, it's also a form of idolatry mm. because we exalt ourselves or our mm. own sin or our past or whatever over the grace of God, the blood of Jesus, it's enough. It's enough for us. We don't need to exalt our own flaws more than the grace and the mercy that God extends to us. That's just beautiful. Well, number nine is shame hides, and we're going to actually talk about this in more detail in the next episode. We can't get rid of something that we don't see or try to deny. But when we know how to deal with shame biblically, shame can no longer have an invisible hold on our heart and mind. Psalm 62, 7 says, My salvation and honor depend upon God. Mm. Honor comes from God. Shame removal comes only from God and His Word. He removed all sin and shame from us, but we have to choose to walk in it. Honor is not based on our performance, nor man's opinion, or any status we could ever earn. But all of these sources try to rob us of worth and honor to be a place or can be a place where we try to get honor from. When we recognize shame in our life, we often deal with it with these counterfeit sources of honor or with faulty coping mechanisms that keep shame active in our life. Or we simply try to hide or deny it. When shame is hidden in our lives, we are unable to affect its presence. This is why we need to be aware of how it presents itself in our lives. Mm. Some common ways that shame hides include shyness, low self-worth, those characteristics that we just assumed are part of our personality. Shame remains hidden because we don't pause to consider why we behave certain ways or how we can eradicate shame. Hidden shame can be dealt with when we get to the root of shame. That's just so powerful, Denise. And I was thinking like the invisible hold that shame has on us. You know, I'm when my son moved um, a few months ago, we watched like every Marvel comic movie. I think I told that <laughs> at some point. And we're still huge fans. But like that's one of the, the most, um, what's the word I'm like looking for? Like just 
almost impenetrable superpower is invisibility. Mm. And so when you're fighting something, you don't even know where it's coming from. You, it's so difficult to win that battle. And that's almost shame's superpower is yes. its invisibility. Mm. And we don't even know it's there. So there's beauty and there's mercy and God letting things become visible that are hidden. That's not to hurt us. That's actually to to redeem the situation and to bring it into the light so now we know what we're fighting. Now mm. we see that and now we can deal with it. Like you said, either own it or dismiss it, but not continue to leave it hidden where it has really unwarranted power over us that we don't even realize it's having. I think that's a very powerful imagery of it being an invisible enemy that we're fighting. Yeah, I'm just trying to picture the costume. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see it. That's the thing. You don't know where it's coming from. It's like if you had a superpower, what would you choose? Well, probably being invisible would be at the top because you literally can take somebody out. They never see it coming. And I feel like that's what shame does. And and mm. I, I don't, I'm off the top of my head, I can't remember, but there's a psalm that David says, when I hid my sin, it ate away at me. Yes. Yeah, I'm just paraphrasing it. But when you uncovered it, it no longer had power. Yes. And yeah. that's, that's, God never uncovers something to harm us. He uncovers us to free, uncovers it to free yes. us. He doesn't want us living in shame. He doesn't want us fighting an invisible enemy that we're never going to win. He wants us to be victorious. Mm, that's so beautiful. And you know, I think about that scripture, his kindness leads us mm. to repentance. And if you don't know Christ, you might struggle to know the difference between condemnation and conviction. Mm. And so it might feel like this incredible condemnation from God, mm. but his kindness, it is a kindness That's to reveal right. those things. Now there's condemnation and shame, which isn't kind, mm-hmm. <laughs> but even those things can be used to bring us to repentance. And it's God's kindness that wants to draw us back mm. to himself. So good. The last one on my list of why shame matters is really number one, shame hurts our relationship with God. Our souls are accused, and underneath that accusation, we also doubt God's goodness. When we are believing shame's lies, man can blame God for his own shame. A good God would not punish us. The humanism mentality whispers that to our souls. We wrongly think that God is condemning us when the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and righteousness to bring us to forgiveness. And confusion comes in when our definition of good does not fit God's. If God is good all the time, then when bad things happen, we trust His character to use it for our good and His glory. Shame destroys us, and we don't often see it, but I hope today that you have seen some of the impact of shame and why we have to do something about it. We don't get rid of shame because it humbles us. We get rid of shame because it keeps us from living on mission for Christ and keeps us focused on self. Oh, I thank you, Denise. And I just know that there are so many readers that probably have not read your book yet. And this is such a great opportunity to do that because this month during the Shame Off You blog tour, you can enter to receive a box full of goodies. Who likes goodies? I love goodies. (laughs) Including a Shame Off You t-shirt, a free CD, and more. I'm probably not eligible because I'm her co-host, but it sounds really (laughs) awesome. And you can pick up a copy of Shame Off You and leave a review on the retailer website to be entered into the Shame Off You giveaway. Just share that review through Denise's Facebook author page, and the link is on this episode and you'll be entered. The raw truth is that we stand condemned before a holy God, but we can be set free through salvation. 
the radical grace is when we have shame to own, God forgives our sin and its guilt. And the real hope is God loves us too much to leave us in our sin and shame and convicts us because he loves us. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and we live life in the freedom of truth. 